Today is a celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. For the past couple of weeks, we have been focusing on the identity of Jesus as being the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The imagery of a lamb is important and it finds its culmination in the book of Revelation chapter 5. So right now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read Revelation chapter 5 verses 1 through 14. Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of David has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb, looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne, and when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp. And they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, because you were slain. And with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne, and the living creatures, and the elders. In a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power, and wealth, and wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven, and on earth, and under the earth, and on the sea, and all that is in them, saying, To him who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. When we observe the heavenly scene in Revelation, we see that there's a scroll that none of the saints in heaven are able to open up. And it is a cause for weeping and despair. But then one of the elders interrupted and said, do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. But the apostle John, when he turned around, he did not see a lion. But instead he saw a lamb that appeared as though it had been slain. And this lamb had seven horns and seven eyes. It did not look like any sort of lamb that you or I would have ever seen before. And it is this lamb that was able to open up the seals on the scroll. A number of years ago, I came across a Japanese cartoon called Ring Bell or Kirin no Suzu. In the story, a lamb saw his mother mercilessly killed by a fierce wolf. The wolf went on to wipe out 
the lamb's entire flock. When an ironic twist of fate, this lamb asked to become the wolf's disciple. So the wolf took the lamb and taught it how to be cruel and merciless and strong. By the end of the movie, the lamb had grown into an abominable creature with two horns, almost looking between like a mix between a wolf and a sheep. Then the wolf commanded the lamb to raid its former home and to kill all the sheep that now live there. The lamb made its move, but then had a flashback to when his mother had been killed. He aborted the mission, but was then confronted by the wolf, who vowed to complete the mission his disciple failed to achieve. The beast that was once a lamb was not going to tolerate the wolf any longer. It charged the wolf with its powerful horns and killed it on the spot. The lamb had become something far greater than the wolf ever could have imagined. Through his sacrifice, Jesus was glorified and became far more than a helpless lamb. He started off as a lamb to be sacrificed for the sins of the world. He has now become the rightful judge over all of humanity. His demeanor is now that of a lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Lions are powerful. They are fierce. A blow from one of its paws can shatter the skull of its prey. Because of their great might, they are fearless and proud. Perhaps Achilles said it best in the Iliad when he said, There can be no covenants between men and lions. Wolves and lambs can never be of one mind out and through. Therefore, there can be no understanding between you and me, nor may there be any covenants between us till one or other shall fall. Once, the lamb was stricken to seal a covenant between man and God. But from the lamb has arisen a lion. There are no new covenants that can spare mankind from the wrath of God aside from the one that has already been established. If this sounds scary, that's good. That means that you understand the righteousness and the power of God. This should expose you to the beauty of the cross and the joy of the resurrection. Romans 4.25 says, He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. And it is here that we encounter the great paradox of God. He is the lion, but he's also the lamb. He hates sin, but he loves his people. He is full of wrath, but his mercy knows no bounds. This doesn't become entirely clear until you make a list of the people he has called throughout history. Abraham, an idolater and an adulterer. Jacob, a liar and a polygamist. Moses, a murderer. Rahab, a prostitute. David, a murderer and an adulterer. Nebuchadnezzar, a ruthless king and a heathen. Peter, a betrayer. Mary, a demoniac. The Samaritan woman, who ran from one husband to another. Matthew, a crooked tax collector. Simon, an enemy to the state. Paul, 
one who killed Christians for a living. This is not to mention all of the people that came after the heroes of the Bible, who once lived as enemies of God, who were called by Jesus to follow him. As a lamb indeed, he is gentle. He invites all to partake of his body and does not push you away. And yet there are those who reject the lamb and are hostile towards his people. To these, Jesus is a lion. Take Judas Iscariot. At the Last Supper, he was given the place of honor. You remember when the disciples were asking who it was that was going to betray Jesus, and Jesus said, the one who dips his bread in the dish with me will betray me. Well, this would have been the man sitting in the place of honor. It was as though Jesus was giving Judas one last chance to do the right thing. But Judas rejected Jesus as the Lamb of God. However, Peter, who denied Jesus three times, did not share in the same fate as Judas. That was because he accepted the mercy and forgiveness of God. Where Judas became the scourge of history, Peter became the rock of the church. He wrote, We did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. John 3, 16-17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Now you know that Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. There truly is no other Savior, no other God outside of him. What is holding you back? He has the power to save and the compassion to forgive. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 6, 1 and 2, As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, In the time of my favor I heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you, now is the day of salvation. If you have received this message, and have never received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, I would like you to say this prayer with me. If you will, please bow your head and recite these words. Gracious Father, Forgive me my sins. Give me the power to repent and follow your ways. I thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, who is punished in my place and resurrected in glory. I accept him into my heart as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for choosing me and accepting me into your family. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'd like to thank you for joining me. For today's message, again, my name is Bill Sang from Faith Presbyterian Church. Feel free to join us on Sunday mornings at 1030. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.